I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's absolute tosh. It's rubbish. You're so BBC all the time. You're like, that's tosh. I'm like, it's fucking bollocks. <laughs> everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson's Secret 2. This week I'm joined by everybody's favourite newsreader, star of stage and screen and strictly champ, it's Ori Dua! <laughs> Hello girl. I haven't, do you know what, I haven't read the news in a very long time. I, I, don't, I don't even think I can read these days. I, it's just been a very long time I can't even read. How terrible is that? My son's trying to do it. I can't even teach him. I bet you've still got it. I bet you've still got it. Sean, have you got any papers nearby? Because I'd love to see you shuffle. I'd love to see you shuffling the papers for old times. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, the very first time I met Vicky, she was always like, do you know, you shuffle those papers like no one else I've ever seen before. <laughs> you, you've been talking about the right guy. I genuinely always say to myself, I really should read more newspapers because I always feel so uninformed about the world. Like, I, I never want to be one of those people that get vox popped on the street about things like Brexit and stuff and they go, oh, where did you get your news? Facebook? YouTube? Oh, uh, honestly. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then I feel like we all absorb so much content these days from so many different places. Yes. And yeah, God, I wish I was one of those pricks who sat over my fucking matcha latte or whatever and read the Times, but I'm not. <laughs> I go straight on Instagram. And if it's not Kim Kardashian, I don't know what's happened. That is who I am and I'm unapologetic. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It is. It, it's, it's natural. First thing you do when you get up is Insta. And actually, I'm tr- I try to limit. I try to limit because personally... I find Instagram for me very distracting, like to the to the day for my productivity. It is yes. such an amazing resource, but because I'm quite an addictive person, it's like well, I've yeah. kind of stripped away a lot of things. I, I, I don't really have many hobbies. I'm really <laughs> bloody boring. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm going to think this is a, like a byproduct of fatherhood. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I was definitely boring before Roman came along. Um, but I, if I if I get on something, I just I obsess about it. And so if I stay on Instagram too long, I will be there until five pm, and I woke up at seven. So um, yeah. yeah. But I, th- I don't think you're alone in that. Like I think that's a complete like that's totally normal. Like I know I will sometimes stay on Instagram until I feel bad about myself. That's my bad habit. Terrible. So I, I imagine that ninety percent of people do that and it only comes to that point where you go oh my god I've been in so long now I kind of feel like what have I done with my day but all I've done yeah. is see what everyone else is doing and I've done anything for me I've done anything positive for me 
or reaffirming for me. So um, it's it's kind of dangerous place because it is it's a black hole. It's, it's such an amazing. Mm. You can literally be on explore and you can scroll until the end of time. Then you go, hold on, none of that has come back to me. Uh, so it's really it's dangerous. I mean, don't get me wrong. Unless you're on Vicky Patterson's page, where you could oh. scroll for life and you are always getting good vibes back. Um, yeah, just be Nothing careful. Nothing but realness. Be- realness, girl. You're page. so good. The girl looks great in a sari, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what about in my pages? Do you like me in my pages? I like you any which way you come, darling. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, Ori, I love you. I wanted to ask you so many questions. I've got like the longest list, but I'm going to start at the top because I feel like it's probably a very good place to start. Go on then, start top yeah. to bottom. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so last week on the podcast I had Ulrika Johnson and I got like in I got fucking I fangirled her so hard because I forgot how many amazing shows she did that I absolutely loved yeah. like you know those gladiators those shooting stars those everything but you yourself are also part of one of my all-time favorite shows as a child where are you going news rounds <laughs> like no word of a lie Ori. like when I would come home from school it would be boom news round boom bike a grove turkey dinosaurs and then fucking bath and bed and it was a blinding Wednesday night <laughs> if only as a kid it was literally that clockwork yes news round yes bike a grove what's that you want me to go bath and bed absolutely Thanks to... Oh, you... Nah, I'm all right, Mum. <laughs> you mean Roman doesn't... You mean he doesn't uh, love his schedule? I don't know. Not that to plan. Um, <laughs> but no, that's right. Do you know what? News Rams been going 50 years this year. Stop it. 50. 50 the... years. Are you doing anything special for the big anniversary? I haven't been invited if they are. That's a real punch in the dick. Ah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll wave the flag even if I'm not at the party. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, um, do you know what? I, I, uh, started presenting news round two weeks after graduating university. <gasps> I was 22, I think. And I was like, you're a bubba. How the hell have I done this? It was, it was mad. It was so mad. I was in, I was at university in Loughborough in the, in the Midlands. And uh-huh. I wanted to, I wanted to get into telly and I'd spent the three years that I was there, like doing lots of student media stuff, telly and radio and magazine. And, um, it got to the summer before my final year. And I remember going to, there's a, the TV festival in Edinburgh. Um, uh, there's a, well, it's, there's a networking festival called The Network. And I'm, I managed to get on there. And basically met a load of TV people. One of them happened to be really high up at uh, Children's BBC. So I got in touch with him, got chatting away. Um, as you do, that's the whole I point. Rub shoulders with the people that might give yeah. you a job one day. And then I remember going to Television Centre at the BBC. Like, he was like, you need to get a show reel because um, uh, when the time comes, you'll need to be able to show your work. And then I didn't know that Newsround were having a bit of a reshuffle. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of months later, he asked me for my showreel. It was ready. Handed it over. Mm-hmm. Got a screen test. Got a job. Sm- smashed it. Mental. For my mum, she was like, <laughs> oh, well, at least he's not just farting about on the sofa for the summer. So that's that's good. Because my parents didn't really know anything as to, like, my extracurricular stuff. It was all about education for them. So they were like, TV? Mm-hmm. What? My, my dad didn't even believe me. <laughs> Genuinely did not believe me. For about two months, he didn't believe that I was... 
uh, presenting at the, at the BBC because, like, because he lives in Nigeria, and in Nigeria, like, the BBC is such a huge institution. Uh-huh. You know, my dad's a barrister; he's done pretty darn well for himself, one of the top yeah. barristers in the country. And uh, so, for me to be working for so them, big shoes big, to fill, big though. Shoes. That's a lot of pressure. Big shoes, and um, yeah, eventually, when the contract came through and he saw those letters at the top of the paperwork, he went mental, and he's uh, they're very proud. Oh, I love that. So hang on. I didn't really realise that your family was was like that and your dad was in such a professional space. Mm. Did he have aspirations for you to be something else, perhaps, um, before probably. Do you know what? I've never actually sat down and asked him, what did you expect of me? And I think if I had, he probably would have just said, I want you to work hard and make something of yourself. I don't think it came down to one thing. In my childhood head, I always thought he wanted me to do something like that. So I was going to be a doctor. As far as mm. I was concerned, even though... You'd make a lovely doctor, well, you know. Well, thank you. Love you for that. I've got a caring streak to me, but the actual yeah. practice of medicine might have been my my fall. Oh. You know. As in, are you squeamish about blood and guts and I mean, stuff? that's not my favourite like, thing. Blood. But also, I'm not real, I was never really good at biology. So that was oh, that was probably a bit, of a, a bit of a stumbling block. But you've got a lovely, you'd have a lovely bedside manner. Lovely I wouldn't mind if you weren't manner. that good at the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> you would if you were six feet under, Vic. You would. I, I imagine I'd be smiling down going, oh, but wasn't he nice? <laughs> <laughs> lovely bedside manner. Such a nice man. And did you see his hands? Lovely hands. <laughs> <laughs> Moisturises every day. Yeah, it's the kind of doctor you want. Does he know anything about medicine? Do you know what? I don't think he does, but that's fine. Did he fine. fuck? <laughs> okay, so you've got your first job at the BBC, smashing it on news round. Like, how does it feel to be part of such an iconic age of television? Because, like... That to me, I mean, I'm going, I'm gladiators, I'm going. We were just talking about me and my producer, like your beer watchers, yeah. Yeah. Um, Night Rider, everything, like it was all part of it. The 90s was fucking huge. Do you love being part of such an iconic age of television? It was just being at Television Centre, because I, I started in 2008. Um, and the Olympics were in Beijing and everyone's building up to London 2012. And I just remember like, oh, being, that must have it was been a really, really exciting tingly. time, really yeah. exciting time. And it just everywhere you look, cause you know, it was going to be one of the biggest moments in the, in the country's history. So everything was, and the BBC was the host broadcaster. So they were really building up to it. And it was just, it was pretty tingly to be there. You know, <laughs> we've, we, I'd sat there like you watching shows like Live and Kicking and, Yes. children in need and just seeing that iconic building you know when they do the exterior shot and it's always zooming in around bbc television center and i always said i i always felt like um charlie bucket from charlie in the chocolate factory you know like <laughs> face pressed up against the fence oh, i wonder what happens in there that factory of television um maybe one day i'll get in and have a mouthful of chocolate and um and so actually to be inside genuinely felt like i'd i'd, I'd won the lottery um, Never mind Charlie. Like once you got inside those doors, you were like fucking Augustus Gloop. <laughs> you were like, I'll have this show and this show. And give me all the shows. <laughs> yes, I'll do Strictly. Yes, I'll do your news. I'm fucking having it all. <laughs> that is more true than you know. Because this kid <laughs> used to look exactly like Augustus Gloop. I was a no. big boy, big boy. I was, I was so chubby too, Ori. Oh, yeah. Can't believe yeah, so honestly, and like this is something so controversial, and I don't know if we'll even keep this in because she's hungover and probably isn't thinking oh, exactly right. Oh. But 
Let me pa- let me pass you over my theory. I had this huge chubby stage and I had bad skin and I didn't have great teeth. Like I just had all of those like hang ups that normal things, like kids. Yeah, when you're puberty, in that ugly duckling phase. Early teenage years, being their sister. But then I feel like that forced me to cultivate other things in order to make myself like attractive to others you know like be self-deprecating be funny be kind be polite be respect all these things and when I was busy cultivating them and like all these really good looking people didn't bother you know then I moved I grew up and I got boobs (laughs) and my I grew into my nose nice and then all of a sudden I was like oh she's all right to look at and she's quite nice so I feel like when you've had a bit of an ugly duckling stage it forces you to have other things and then when you grow up and you get all your things in the right place you're just a nice well-rounded person Hey, you have always been a beautiful butterfly. But I would definitely concur with the idea that... um, Because I was never, like, the most popular. I was never the coolest. I was never the one with... I literally... Portia was my first girlfriend. Oh, no, I can't deal with you and her, though. Yous are too fucking cute! And I love you. Genuinely, when we first, like, got to chatting, you and me, and you're always so lovely about me and Portia, so, you know, you know that there is love from the two of us to you. Forever, t- till the end of time. Um, but uh, no, I, I definitely think that because of that, when you're not, you know, it's, it's almost like being like, not quite, but like on, so, like on a social scale, it's almost like being in charge, like being the head boy, because you, you've got a lot of responsibility. If you're cool, if you're like the number one, or if, mm. you know, lots of people or kids and everything congregate around you, there is probably a lot of responsibility. That, and also maybe it comes to your head a little bit. But whereas if you have a lot of other things that you are acquiring, you know, you're like, look, I want to be a great sport. I want to do lots of theatre. And I'm not really bothered about, like, the, the cliques and the playgrounds and, you know, thinking, who am I going to snog at the party that weekend? Because I'll tell you, it was going to be no one anyway. So why bother <laughs> trying? I, I genuinely do think you do, you do start growing up earlier because you're like, well, there's other things I have to probably get my teeth into. And yeah. um, I think it you kind start of having like well. life, yeah. Though, don't you, you start enjoying your life. You start looking around because at that age, it's very easy to get fixated on the stuff that doesn't matter. And I think oh that obviously God. goes further on as the rest of your life. But you know, who who who's the one that got the most snogs at the whole school dance? Oh my God, is that bothered? Or who yeah. got the most roses on Valentine's Day? Doesn't matter. But at that stage, you're like, oh my God, I only got one, or I didn't get any. Oh my God, my world's over. But, and you know what, what the modern day equivalent of that is, like with the stage we're now, it's who got the most likes yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Like that's how it's transpired in a way. And I totally get it. Like the roses weren't important in the same way the likes aren't. Like what's important is like how the people who mean something to you, how they say you, like what you're achieving in life, what you're doing. Are you happy? Yeah. Like, do you wake up every morning with a smile on your face? Like it's so, I think given I'm a little bit older than I was at the Valentine's Disco days, like I can see it more clearly and see Instagram, see the roses for what they are, which is like a nice compliment, but in at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect us. But back then, didn't it feel like the end of the world? It really did. And I, you know, I think that's, that's definitely one of the things that I'll have in my mind when my kids grow up is because it's such a minefield You know, it is literally an assault course every day trying to be a kid and go through those kind of teenage years and, and, you know, cool kids and 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 then add in the social media side of things. Yeah. Um, It's definitely one thing I'll just keep keep an eye on. Don't get me wrong, like, him 
getting the idea of girlfriends uh, and partying and going out. Are you already? Oh. Are you already dreading that? Uh, we've already we've already established that Porsche will be the. Hey, do what you fancy, whatever. Go have a smoke. Feel free. Have like only your life. And I'll be like, you come here, right? Smokes, <laughs> right, right? That's you grounded for a week minimum. Pocket money, not having it. Gone. Girlfriend, Gone. I need to give her the what's over. Have a look at her. Who's she? <laughs> Does she have a decent family? It's going to be all of that. But hey, good cop, bad cop. You need to have one of each. We honestly, we have got good cop, bad cop in our house already, just with the dog. Yes, like, you do. Uh, I am like fun mummy. I am like, oh, it's only a little bit of wee. It's fine. We'll get the carpet. <laughs> I am like, yeah. How much is a little, a little bit? bit of wee. Like oh, a fucking Labrador. There's oh, never a little bit never. of wee or a never. But I think that will definitely, God, if me and her can do it, do it together, do have kids, all the rest of the lovely things that you and Portia are doing now. I will 110% not be able to do the disciplining thing. Mm-hmm. I can't do it, man. I just am such a fucking people pleaser, man. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'll be like, yeah, try that. What, intravenous drugs? That's really cool. Like, I can't be there. No. And what a hypocrite I would be as well. Like, don't drink, don't smoke, don't kiss boys. Like, all right, ma'am, yours is on the fucking telly for all yeah, us to it's see. Fair, so. It's fair. I think you are allowed to be a hypocrite, though, when, you, when you're older. Because... You know, I think I think with so many things, and it's very easy to get fixated on how you were once and be like, oh, well, that's just what I do. But I think generally with life, you always have to be open to changing. You know, you're going to meet different people. You're going to lose people that you thought were really important to you along the way. Yeah. And as you go, you're always going to develop. And I think it's really, it's important to go, do you know what, that was the time? It was totally wrong. Here's me. I ain't preaching at, at all. You are going to be you. And that's why we freaking love you for it. <laughs> but it's just something that I, I'm always aware of because I think, you know, you do make mistakes and you're allowed to learn from them and you're allowed to preach from that position of, do you know what, yeah. I did that wrong. So uh, don't, don't hold me to that because I yeah. know that this is how I want to do things going forward. But I think you're allowed to, to grow and change and not be like, oh, that was the person that I am. Oh, that's that's always yeah. how I'm going to be. Like blinking in that. This is this is how it always will be. Because you're always going to change. The person that you are at fifty ain't the person you are at twenty five. Even though you'll feel eighteen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I to- honestly I say this all the time, and I totally agree with you. Like, you were under no obligation to be the person you were like five years ago, five months ago, five weeks ago, five days ago, even five minutes ago. People change, they grow, they evolve, they become better people hopefully that's the whole goal isn't it as we get older but I I often think like bad chapters and stuff because we've all got them we've all got ones that we don't necessarily want to read aloud like they are just chapters they don't have to be a life sentence they don't have to define where and I think when you're someone like I am who has quite a few grazed (laughs) me just a couple like it's so lovely to be able to like to, to grow and change and all the rest of it but you know there's always that one cunt on Instagram <laughs> who can't wait to fucking remind me like oh I find it really funny that you're preaching body positivity when you had a fitness DVD or I think it's really funny you're telling everyone to be nice when you used to shout and swear on TV and I think honestly mate fuck off it's <laughs> honestly mate fuck off Send. that's it though that's it. That's it. Yeah, just fuck off, I always I look at Instagram and, and, and comments, and and we're so lucky to have any following. The people that are interested in what we do and they're supportive, and you know, in so many different ways. I know when Portia was was 
was um, just had Roman and I was spending a lot of time away and she was had those late nights and she was finding it really difficult but she had a network through Instagram of other mums who were going through exactly the same thing and it is it's an amazing support group to have but when it comes to sort of those one-off comments and oh I've put a picture up and and you know there's a bit of trolling and what it's the same people that otherwise would have written something on the back of a petrol station toilet door do you know what I mean you ain't taking that and reading that verbatim and you know putting it on your on your bedroom ceiling going that's how I'm going to live by it's absolute tosh it's rubbish so put it in the bin and get on with your day don't bother me don't it doesn't bother me right it I'm not bothered I'm not even going to give it time of day to repeat it to anyone I care about. I'm going to go, ha, okay, that's then, that's that, that's gone. Back on the toilet You're door. so BBC all the time. You're like, that's tosh. I'm like, it's fucking bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> tosh. All right, Attenborough. <laughs> okay, that's fucking tosh. Is that better? Yeah. Yes. He's so <laughs> Such a child. Oh my god. I hey, I I when you have a three and a half year old and you know that he will pick up any single word, any word, he's just like everything is literally going in. Yeah. And he might not repeat it immediately, but you know in a week's time banked. he's banking it. He's like, I'm gonna come out with this. Tosh! Ah, okay. Well I'm glad <laughs> I went with Tosh because if I'd gone for a bag of shit. It would have come back to haunt me. And you don't want a bag of shit haunting you. I'll tell you that right now. No, babe, it sounds terrible, honestly. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I know that Portia's pregnant at the moment and Roman is still so young but I have like, I have to ask, you know, when it gets to like slightly older teenage years and you're doing your disciplining and she's doing a like casual parent, like um, nurturing thing, who's going to be the one to have the awkward conversations? I want to know who's going to talk to him about like hard-ons and stuff, man. That'll be me. Because... Is that yeah. you, is, do you have to do it because you have also have a willy? Because or I also you have a hard one. Yeah. Very, <laughs> I said very a willy. I was tr- <laughs> Gosh, we both got a hard on. We're going to have to have this chat, son. <laughs> I okay. don't know what to say. We're going to have to have the chat now. Um, uh, there are families all up and down the country listening to this going probably happened um uh no i think it's because i i've got a big thing about um honest discussion at home and it doesn't always come uh, uh, naturally i think lockdown was a big thing for this because we found you know it's fucking hard 
It was really, oh, really hard. And the, even without a kid, even just us. you know whatever for every relationship, you're, that is a completely new dynamic that everyone had to figure out just on the go. And some people did not survive it naturally. It was such yeah. an impossible thing to have to do. And here we are on the other side, being able to talk about it. And you know, it was it was all good. But one of the techniques that we um, just just had to realise on the balance was just that okay, if there is an issue, don't you dare even think about holding that back. Don't. Yeah. You have to discuss it. You have to, and you have to just lay it out. You know, Portia and I had a couple of wobbles when we were first seeing each other, and, I, and that mainly down to me. And when it came to actually just speaking it out loud, oh, my gosh, the relief, the understanding from her perspective, whether or not she did, but she definitely listened, you know. Uh-huh. And it's just been a bit of a mantra for us throughout our 10 years together is just communication. I'm definitely better at it, or at least I will instigate it first. Portia, is, right. she's a bit more stoic. She's so much stronger than me. And I'm like, so I, this is her can. Right. So you, I'm you. I'm like, let's talk about it. Like, let's get this let's out get there. Out like, there. always, yeah, mm-hmm. want a fucking, I want a feeling stick. Like, <laughs> I am such a hippy dippy when it comes to all that. I love it. I love emoting all over the place. Yeah. Just exploding. But Erkan's very much like, I'm, I'm, I'm a Turkish man, I'm fine. And I'm like, you're fucking not. But when you break through to him and you do have yeah. those, how crucial and how important are they? Because you kind of, you're able to sort of reset, you know, start on a new slate. And, mm. and it, is it really, really is. I mean, you're talking about having the awkward conversations at home. I'm sure Portia would, would you know, both of us will do because we love being parents so much. Um, but it's, it's never easy. I can't, I can't even imagine um, uh, what it's going to be like. You've got it all to look it forward is, it really to. It really is something we're massively looking forward to. Um, and I just hope I do it well, you know. It's, it's, you will. It's one of those things that you've, you can only deal with when it happens you can't think about it too much but as he's growing up and every day I had a bit of a moment the other day you know I'm on tour right now and mm. um and Borsha's at home heavily pregnant you know three and a half year old that kicking m- about that must be hard and man. don't get me wrong this isn't a you know woe was me or it's worse for me or anything it was just you know we were talking and I just have a bit of a breakdown really because I was looking I've got pictures of, of my boy and the family uh, on my dressing room wall on the on the mirror there and um, I was just talking about how much he'd grown in the two months that I've been on tour and I was just looking at him and I was just imagining that I've got another few months going to be on the road and I'm going to miss him growing up and seeing all that time let alone the new baby when when they arrive and I'll, I'll still be on the road so I was like gosh I'm gonna I'm going to really struggle with those. But, you know, we have to manage. Like everybody in every situation they're in, you've just got to find a way. I know. And like there's, I'm all for like soldiering on and this stiff up my lip and being very British. The fact of the matter is, babe, like you're allowed to feel your feels Mm. and fucking, I know how much you love Portia and Roman and like it can't be easy. So, no, I totally get it. Yeah, man, mate, I cried when I was away from Milo for five days. I know, you did. I'm such a fanny, Laurie. Like, honestly. No, but that's key when, you know, it's, it's, like you said, it's allowed. It's allowed. Whatever makes you feel happy and to have that removed, it's it's a really tricky thing. And I, I think it's just nice to know that that person or that thing or or that 
um, beautiful person or part of your life really matters. It's how amazing to have that. Yeah. It's that thing, isn't it? Like, isn't it, aren't we so fortunate to have people that we miss? Yeah. Like it's, it is lovely. Um, right. Quick question before I end part one. Hit do me. you ever get, do you ever get the flip side of that though? Do you ever get the, fuck, I'm having a really good time. I love my job. I'm meeting new people. I'm smashing it. And then you go, ah, I've got a family and I didn't miss them for a moment. Do you ever feel like that sometimes? Because sometimes when I'm having a good time and I haven't thought about Milo or Urkan, I'm like, you cow. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. I have to... Oh, the honesty, the yes. thing is this tricky. So, so every morning, so Portia's now doing the school run solo. Um, and every morning at 7.30 or so, whenever she is convenient to her, because it's a really busy time in the morning, you know, forget about Biker Grove news round bath bed. You know, morning is hectic. <laughs> it's, it's a madness. <laughs> and uh, so she's doing one on her own. So she'll call me when, uh, whenever it's convenient, just so that I'm there, so that there's a presence, you know, we don't want my son forgetting what his dad looks like. <laughs> and um, we'll have a brief exchange you know, how was school yesterday or how was the get up this morning and what did you have for breakfast, son? And then, you know, it's my turn to go, what have, what have you been up to? And I go, well, yeah, it was so-and-so's birthday last night. So, you know, we went out and had a, a few cocktails. I mean, somebody had apple sours and it got a bit crazy and I came home with a kebab. Um, but and you can just see her. I'm not really having fun. <gasps> So you get such a difficult balance because you want to be like, oh yeah, everything's fine. Are you going back to bed? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really hungover. I'm really tired. Um, ah. I'm so sorry. And she must must be wanting to bite her tongue all the time, oh. all the time. Going, really? I'd just kill you. Really, I'd kill you. This is the, this is the family life choices we made. So <laughs> you, by the way, sure, earning the bread, fine, but. You're going and having an absolute merry time getting Larry with your mates and I'm here with basically two kids, school run, heavily pregnant. Cheers. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's the tricky one. Don't compare. Don't compare, guys. It's not going to help. It's not going to help anyone. (laughs) Such a difficult one to navigate. I feel like I'm again the you in this situation and Erkan is the Porsche. Um, And yeah, sometimes I'm like, um, you've just got to downplay it, Ori. Like, yeah, it's crappier as well. That's what you've got to say. <laughs> Next time she's like, what have you been up to? Nothing. No. Nothing is crap. Oh, she knows. I'm literally all <laughs> last seen today on WhatsApp. She's like, you were, what were you doing at uh, half three in the morning? Oh, I, I was, um, well, I can't even lie. I staring at your picture, staring at your DP, that, staring you. at your profile pic. That's, that's what, what you need to say. say. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Where were you at half three in the morning when I needed you? <laughs> fucking sound asleep mate I'm 33 fuck <laughs> off <laughs> Ori will you come back in part two uh, I think I'm contractually obliged babe but because I love you I will be there yes we'll see you in part two Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.